The Lightning Network and the possibility to perform micropayments instantaneously will most likely change how we pay for certain services. We already see the first steps, but the alternative to stream money will revolutionize many popular services in the future. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. Sorry about the super long weekend. I got traveling and didn't want to cop out and finish any of it on a uh, crappy microphone, so I waited to get the last little touches uh, after I got back home. Um, but uh, hopefully I'll have a couple episodes out this week as well, and we'll be able to get rolling with some really fun stuff as we get into the new year. Welcome back to the show. I am Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know, and we have got an amazing read today. It is all about the Lightning Network. What has happened in its early life? What is it? Uh, the direction of development, uh, the growth, the incredible growth, really, that we have seen particularly in 2021, and what this can tell us about the future of Lightning. Uh, this is a beast of a paper, um, splitting this up into uh, hopefully just two sections, um, but Arcane Research has just done an amazing job with this. I think this is about as good as anything for those who want to catch up and just be aware of everything, where the state of lightning is and everything that's happening uh, right now. If you are not developing for it, you really probably should rethink that, and uh, you probably will after you listen to this report um, a quick thank you to our sponsors. The Fold Debit Card sats back on life with the Spin Plus card and 20% discount uh, for you, the show, the listeners to this show. The Bitbox Hardware Wallet for sats, for security for your sats, 5% off with code GUY. Then Swan Bitcoin for automatic sats, the best place to manually and automatically stack your sats. And Lastly, the biggest Bitcoiner conference in the freaking world, Bitcoin 2022. Uh, we got discounts, we got links, all that good stuff in the show notes. Always some goodies for the Bitcoin audio knots, um, so don't forget about that. And a huge thank you to them for supporting this show. With that, let's get into the first part of this amazing report, and it's titled... The State of Lightning, an arcane research report powered by OpenNode, October 2021, supported by Lightning Labs. Disclaimer, this report is powered by OpenNode, a Bitcoin payments company. The report is written and compiled by Arcane Research. OpenNode has provided valuable data and feedback, but Arcane Research has had full autonomy. Forward by Elizabeth Stark, CEO of Lightning Labs. Arcane's The State of Lightning highlights how the Lightning community has been making Bitcoin more accessible to people around the world. 
At the end of the day, building the native transaction rails of the internet is a marathon, not a sprint. We are just hitting an inflection point, but we're still at the very beginning of the curve. In this report, we see that Lightning is already enabling people to send money instantly via internet-native global transactions with immense opportunities in emerging markets. We believe in solving real problems for real people and are at the cusp of bringing Bitcoin to billions with Lightning. In other words, number of people go up. Watch this space. A special thanks to Lightning Labs for their help in making this report. Elizabeth and Ryan have contributed with invaluable review, feedback, and an extensive network of contacts to help us gather data. Lightning Labs develop software that powers the Lightning Network. Their open-source, secure, and scalable Lightning systems enable users to send and receive money more efficiently than ever before. They also offer a series of verifiable, non-custodial Lightning-based financial services. Lightning Labs bridge the world of open-source software and the next generation of Bitcoin financial software. Summary The State of Lightning Bitcoin is a digital currency operating free of central control or oversight by any banks or governments. Instead of trusting a central bank or government to secure the value of their currency holdings, Bitcoin holders can rely on the ingenious technical setup and incentive mechanisms of the Bitcoin network to protect their value. Critiques have labeled Bitcoin as too slow of a technology to prosper as a payment network. This is partly true as Bitcoin's on-chain throughput capacity peaks at seven transaction bundles a second. For comparison, Visa handles on average 1,700 transactions a second and claims a capacity of 65,000 transactions per second. The Bitcoin network could change its protocol to allow more payments per second, either through increasing block size or decreasing block time. But this will come at a cost. The slow validation and generation times, and the incentives for miners are fundamental to Bitcoin's core value proposition, security. The Lightning Network represents a solution to Bitcoin's slow throughput without compromising the security of the Bitcoin network. Utilizing the Lightning Network, millions of people can send fractions of a Bitcoin at near instant speed at the same time. Lightning usage is growing faster than the public metrics show. The key ideas behind the Lightning Network were first described in a draft white paper authored by Joseph Poon and Thaddeus Dreija in 2015. But it would take three years to translate the concept into a working code with the Lightning Network launching in 2018. The early years have been dominated by technical development and niche applications, and we're still partly in this phase, but the usage growth has picked up significantly since late 2020. Making increased adoption possible is a whole ecosystems of companies and projects. Many have been working with the Lightning Network for years, while others have newly entered the scene. We have divided the current ecosystem into six subsectors, with a range of companies as an illustration. Public statistics such as total channel capacity and the number of nodes show that the Lightning Network is growing rapidly. 
The figure below shows the exponential growth in BTC capacity on the Lightning Network this year. However, public metrics do not show the true magnitude of usage growth. Due to highly detailed input data from significant actors in the Lightning ecosystem, we have been able to make detailed estimates on the historical usage of the Lightning Network. We have focused on mainstream usage through wallet providers, as we believe this is the best measuring stick of adoption. Therefore, the estimated numbers do not contain the activity from developers, channel rebalancing, most business-to-business -business transactions, etc. Wallet payment volume has increased far more than the most widely cited growth metric, total channel capacity, over the past year. Wallet payment volume grew by 20% monthly from the start of 2021 to the end of August, with the equivalent number for public channel capacity being 10%. In September, the discrepancy widened further, with payment volume almost doubling compared to a 26% increase in public channel capacity. Figure 4 is a chart showing the growth in payment volume from wallets and the growth in public capacity just as a comparison. Usage on the Lightning Network has been in steep upwards trajectory since late 2020, and in September 2021, growth went parabolic. This was driven mainly by the introduction of Bitcoin as legal tender in El Salvador. As of October 1st, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele stated that 2.7 million Salvadorans have been onboarded to the Chivo wallet. The number of Chivo users is not directly equivalent to the same number of active Lightning users. Still, 2.7 million Salvadorans now have access to pay through the Lightning network on their mobile phones. Other prominent players are enabling Lightning payments as well. Paxful, with a user base of 7 million, announced its Lightning network integration on September 14th. Further, on September 23rd, Twitter launched a tipping service with Lightning integration enabling Twitter's 186 million users to send small tips to each other by utilizing the Lightning Network. Lightning usage is pivoting from being dominated by online services to everyday use. An increase in users with access to Lightning payments does not equal Lightning usage growth of the same magnitude instantly. But our Lightning Wallet statistics show the above-mentioned doubling of payment volume in September, and that the composition of payments is changing with new users getting access to Lightning payments. Except for transfers between Lightning Wallets, payments for online services like trading and gambling have dominated payment volume. September showed that this is changing rapidly, as personal transfers and payments for more typical everyday use like merchant payments and gift cards, grew by double the rate of online services. What we've seen so far is only the beginning. Bitcoin and the Lightning Network can provide access to a well-functioning monetary system for billions of unbanked and easier access for millions of already banked. We have scoped the potential impact on activity on the Lightning Network from the adoption wave now started with El Salvador. Based on a set of assumptions rooted in population statistics, such as the number of unbanked people, people with internet access, growth in internet adoption, etc., we have made projections for the usage of the Lightning Network. 
we focus exclusively on Lightning transactions for household expenditure and remittance payments. Broad Lightning adoption will probably take some time, but usage growth will likely be exponential when Bitcoin gets a foothold. In a potential scenario for Lightning adoption in El Salvador, close to 90% of the grown population will have access to Lightning payments by 2026. With an S-shaped adoption curve for usage, the monthly volume of household expenditure and remittance payments on the Lightning Network will grow to around $650 million and 20 million transactions each month. If successful, other countries will try to emulate El Salvador's approach. The first to follow will likely be other countries with poor banking access and inflated or eradicated national currencies. We have made a hot list of potential followers among poorly banked countries with high reliance on remittances and a strong dependence on the U.S. dollar. These countries have a combined population of 850 million, with 650 of those currently unbanked. In a scenario where countries equivalent to 10% of that population adopt Bitcoin before 2030, we look at another 50 million Lightning users by the end of the 2020s. By 2030, these users will be behind $17 billion in annualized Lightning payment volume and more than 1.2 billion Lightning transactions through household expenditure and remittance payments. And these numbers will increase in the 2030s through increased usage adoption alone, not to think of more countries catching on. The Lightning Network can disrupt how services are offered. The Lightning Network's scope of adoption does not stop with being a medium of exchange in poorly banked countries. Incoming transactions to wallets likely tell a story of what's to come. In Figure 9 below, we show incoming transaction volume and transaction count for different types of transfers, excluding personal transfers. In terms of volume, withdrawals stemming from earlier deposits to trading and gambling services dominate. However, it's further to the right in the figure below that we find proof of the uniqueness of the Lightning Network. Gaming rewards and earnings only accounted for an estimated $4,000 of incoming transaction volume, but did this on a whopping 189,000 transactions, implying an average transaction size of two cents. These transactions clearly demonstrate the possibility of making minuscule payments on the Lightning Network, potentially allowing users and companies to settle almost instantly and thereby mitigate counterparty risk. The Lightning Network and the possibility to perform micropayments instantaneously will most likely change how we pay for certain services. We already see the first steps, but the alternative to stream money will revolutionize many popular services in the future. The possibility of streaming money can disrupt the business models we know today. Why shouldn't you be able to pay per minute you listen to songs on Spotify or per second you watch of a movie on Netflix? Why should you give away your credit card details to a content service if you could pay directly from your Lightning wallet without giving away any information about yourself? The potential impact on the activity on the Lightning Network can be enormous, bringing millions of users, if not billions, on board. 
Below, we have listed the number of global users for some services where Lightning payments can become an alternative way to pay for these services. There's no reason for adoption to stop with these services. However, the high number of users among these three groups serves the purpose of illustrating the extreme impact these types of services can have on Lightning activity. Gaming represents 3 billion users. Smartphones, consoles, PCs, tablets, etc. Video represents 1 billion paid users. Netflix, Disney+, Amazon, etc. And 2 billion free users. YouTube, Twitch, etc. Audio represents 500 million users. Spotify, Apple Music, podcast services, etc. The chart below shows the potential impact on the Lightning Network, showing the growth in users who pay for their gaming, video, and audio services through Lightning. To estimate the potential number of users on the Lightning Network from gaming, video, and audio, we apply a set of assumptions explained in detail in the report. We then end up with an estimated 700 million users paying for gaming, video, and audio through the Lightning Network by 2030. Another estimate that will likely blow your mind is the number of potential lightning transactions this could equal. Based on a conservative estimate of one hour used per day on these services, and an average of 25% of this time spent consuming services with lightning payments, our estimate equals no less than 364 trillion lightning transactions per year by 2030. While this is nothing but an estimate, it's hard to grasp the potential impact the Lightning Network can have on the services we use today. New innovative companies and services will emerge if the power is switched from provider to user by switching out old business models with streaming of payments. Over 700 million people using these services with Lightning by 2030 is not unlikely. Still, the question is, will they use Steam, Netflix, and Spotify, or a completely new service that has built its service around the Lightning Network? All these estimates might seem far-fetched and ridiculous. However, we must not forget the innovation and extreme growth that we have seen on many fronts over the last decades. What the internet did to information sharing worldwide was impossible to predict. Many were skeptical of the internet and how it could be used to transfer files, emails, audio, and other content. These technical challenges were solved quicker than many expected. Today, 5 billion people use the internet. We send more than 60 billion WhatsApp messages per day. And it's estimated that we will send 376 billion emails per day by 2025. Bitcoin and the Lightning Network are also based on open source protocols and software, in the same way as the internet, making another internet story much more likely, with innovation and contribution from all parts of the world. What the internet has done for information, Bitcoin and the Lightning Network will do for money. Elizabeth Stark, CEO of Lightning Labs the State of Lightning Part 1 What is the Bitcoin Lightning Network? 
Critiques have labeled Bitcoin as too slow of a technology to prosper as a payment network. However, the slow throughput of Bitcoin is fundamental to Bitcoin's core value proposition. It's state-of-the-art security. The Lightning Network represents a solution to Bitcoin's slow throughput, functioning as an extension of the Bitcoin blockchain as a second-layer alternative, enabling rapid, cheap, and vast amounts of transactions. 1.1. The Problem with the Bitcoin On-Chain Network So, let's stop right here and take a quick break for our sponsor, I want to do something new. This is a Bitbox ad slot, technically, but I wanted to use it just to explain what a Bitcoin key is. So, a Bitcoin key is just a randomly generated number by your wallet. Whether you're using a software or hardware wallet, let's say you're using a hardware wallet like the Bitbox, because obviously, um, but this number is simply so big that there's no chance in hell that anyone else in the world could guess it. So when you set up a wallet, say a hardware wallet like the Bitbox, you are given a set of random words, 24 words in total, to keep safe. This is your key. The information is what proves that you are the owner. If somebody else sees it, they can take all of your Bitcoin. This set of words is the ownership of your Bitcoin. Keeping this safe and not exposed to computer viruses, malware, scammers, and whatever is critical. This is what the Bitbox O2 is for. It is an easy-to-use hardware wallet that securely generates your keys and just makes it a simple and safe process to send and receive Bitcoin without having to stress what spyware might be on your computer or whatever. Um, it's basically, it literally is corporate CEO like encryption, hardware security module, level of security, just for the average consumer so that you can keep your Bitcoin keys safe. Um, and despite that, it's actually really easy to set up and use. So if you haven't yet, get yourself a hardware wallet. You gotta keep your Bitcoin safe. I obviously highly recommend the Bitbox O2, and it doesn't hurt that you get 5% off with code GUY. And a huge thank you to them, both for keeping Bitcoin Audible's Bitcoin safe, but also supporting the show and keeping the lights on around here. GuySwan.com slash Bitbox. The link will be in the show notes. And let's get back into the state of lightning. 1.1. The problem with the Bitcoin on-chain network. Bitcoin is a digital currency operating free of central control or oversight by any banks or governments. Instead of trusting a central bank or government to secure the value of their currency holdings, Bitcoin holders can rely on the ingenious technical setup and incentive mechanisms of the Bitcoin network to protect their Bitcoin's value. As part of this setup, the Bitcoin network uses a blockchain to store the network's information. In a nutshell, the blockchain is a public ledger where all transactions are recorded. Each block contains specific information, such as the time, amount, and counterparties of each transaction. It also includes an answer to a complex mathematical puzzle, which is unique to each block. Despite this, Bitcoin's technology has its drawbacks. 
As a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system, two limitations stand out. The first is throughput capacity, which is measured by the size of the transaction blocks. Initially, this was not explicitly restricted, but rather implicitly limited by the 32 megabyte maximum size of the P2P protocol message in any given block. Then, in September 2010, Satoshi Nakamoto added a block size limit of 1 megabyte to the protocol. The goal was initially to prevent server attacks, as the number of transactions was far from reaching the limit at this point. Later, in August 2017, an upgrade to the Bitcoin protocol known as Segregated Witness, or SegWit, was implemented, which drastically changed how blocks were measured by introducing the concept of weight. The block size limit was replaced by a block weight of 4 million units, which corresponds to increasing the maximum block size to roughly 4 megabytes under full SegWit adoption. Although intended as a solution to the scalability problem that had manifested with the rising popularity of Bitcoin, the ability to scale ultimately reaches a ceiling before it can handle the millions of small transactions humans make daily. Visa has on average 1,700 transactions per second, with a capacity of 65,000 transactions per second. Bitcoin on-chain has a capacity of 7 transactions per second. The second limitation is high transaction fees. Before a Bitcoin transaction is included in a block, it goes into the mempool while awaiting validation from miners. Because there is a backlog of transactions awaiting validation, miners are incentivized to validate transactions with higher fee rates first. In other words, transaction fees are relative to confirmation times and increase as network volume increases. However, these limitations are not weaknesses in themselves. The slow validation and generation times and the incentives for miners are fundamental to Bitcoin's core value proposition, security. Bitcoin is the most secure blockchain by orders of magnitude. Therefore, it is essential to understand that changing parameters in the blockchain, such as increasing the block size or decreasing the block time, would come at the cost of security. That is the genius of the Lightning Network. Transactions are not recorded on the blockchain and therefore do not require mining, making lightning payments instant and extremely low cost, all while still using Bitcoin. 1.2. The Lightning Network fixes the Bitcoin problem and opens a new set of possibilities. The difference between Bitcoin and Lightning is that Bitcoin broadcasts each transaction to the chain, whereas Lightning verifies a channel status against the chain. Because on-chain transactions require a significant amount of data to be transmitted, the Bitcoin blockchain can handle a limited number of transactions per second. In contrast, credit card providers claim to handle up to 65,000 payment transactions per second because Lightning is built on top of Bitcoin, while drastically increasing transaction capacity and lowering costs, it represents a competitive alternative to traditional payment providers and a true peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. Theoretically, 
the Lightning Network is capable of millions of transactions per second, far surpassing global payment providers such as Visa and MasterCard. Moreover, Lightning transactions are extremely low cost, without the block size limit acting as a bottleneck on the supply side. Together, the speed and cost benefits of the Lightning Network have the potential to disrupt entire industries. 1.3. How does the Lightning Network function? The Lightning Network utilizes a network of payment channels powered by smart contracts to send transactions between peers. A payment channel is a connection between two counterparties on the Lightning Network called nodes. Each counterparty has committed a certain amount of Bitcoin that can be sent to the other counterparty's side of the channel. Figure 13 below illustrates how such a channel is opened, how the nodes relay Bitcoin to each other on the Lightning Network, and eventually how debts are settled through the closing of a channel. Two counterparts can decide to open a payment channel by creating a multi-signed transaction on the blockchain, allowing them to transfer funds between themselves without broadcasting their transactions on the blockchain. Eventually, a transaction corresponding to the final balance between the two parties will be broadcasted to the blockchain when either or both parties decide that the channel is no longer needed. The Lightning Network is a Layer 2 solution on the Bitcoin network, meaning it builds upon Bitcoin. We can see this clearly by examining the opening of a channel on the Lightning Network. When two counterparties, or nodes, decide to open a channel on the Lightning Network, they need to fund the channel by a transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain. In the opening transaction, each node commits an amount of Bitcoin stored on the blockchain that funds their side of the channel. In the illustration below, Alice and Bob each commit one Bitcoin to their side of the channel in the opening transaction. They do this by both signing a multi-signature UTXO, or unspent transaction output on the blockchain, where they commit one Bitcoin each. In simplistic terms, they have now locked up one Bitcoin each on the blockchain that can only be moved by a new input from the channel on the Lightning Network. In terms of our illustration below, we have moved from the on-chain opening transaction in the lower left of the figure to the newly opened channel between Alice and Bob in the upper left corner of the figure. Once the channel is opened, Alice and Bob can start sending payments to each other. First, Alice pays Bob 0.5 Bitcoin. The figure shows how this works by moving from our newly opened channel in the top left to the top right after Alice has sent Bob 0.5 BTC. 0.5 Bitcoin is then subtracted from Alice's side of the channel and added to Bob's side of the channel. After this transaction, Alice has 0.5 Bitcoin on her side, while Bob has 1.5 Bitcoin on his side. Now Bob wants to send Alice 0.25 Bitcoin. Bob has sufficient funds on his side of the channel and can therefore send Alice 0.25 Bitcoin. After this transaction, Alice now has 0.75 Bitcoin on her side and Bob 1.25 Bitcoin on his side of the channel. Alice and Bob could now go on forever, sending Bitcoin back and forth to each other on the Lightning Network. 
In our case, however, Alice decides she no longer needs a payment channel with Bob. She therefore decides to shut down the channel. Bob can't stop Alice from doing so, but he can prevent her from sending false information to the blockchain. If Alice tries to send a final ledger with more than 0.75 Bitcoin on her side of the channel, Bob can dispute this with his evidence that Alice only had 0.75 after the last transaction between the two. To prevent people from trying to steal Bitcoin through false closing statements, the Lightning Network has a punishment protocol in place. If Alice sends incorrect information, and Bob proves this information to be false, all the funds in the channel will be transferred to Bob's side of the channel. In other words, Alice would lose 0.75 Bitcoin by trying to fool Bob. Alice, though, has no intention to steal from Bob, and Bob also agrees that the channel should be closed. They therefore close the channel in cooperation. They do this by both signing off on a closing statement that confirms Alice has 0.75 Bitcoin on her side and Bob 1.25 Bitcoin on his. The closing transaction can now take part on the blockchain. Remember, Alice and Bob had both committed one Bitcoin each in the opening transaction. In the closing transaction, this amount gets redistributed as told by the closing announcement from the Lightning Network, meaning Bob now has increased his on-chain holdings to 1.25 Bitcoin, while Alice has reduced her on-chain holdings to 0.75 Bitcoin. The above is an example of a bi-directional channel, which is limited to two parties transacting. However, globally viable payment networks are not built on bi-directional payment channels. Instead of establishing a direct payment channel to every other person and company on the network, a technique called hash time-locked contracts, or HTLCs, allows payment to be sent through a path of payment channels. To illustrate how this works, we have sketched a miniature Lightning Network in Figure 14 on the next page. The Lightning Network is a network of payment channels, which means that every node is connected to another node. In our miniature Lightning Network, we have made the network of channels very simplistic for illustration purposes. Alice and Bob have yet again opened a channel with one Bitcoin on each side. Bob has, in addition, opened a channel with John. John, in turn, has opened a channel with Sarah. And Sarah has also opened a channel with Charlie. Alice now wants to send Charlie 0.3 Bitcoin. Alice and Charlie have no direct channel, as we can see in our sketch of the Miniature Lightning Network. However, we can find a way to Charlie by moving through the connected channels. Alice can reach Bob, who can reach John, who can reach Sarah, who can reach Charlie. Alice has one Bitcoin on her side and should therefore be able to give Bob 0.3 Bitcoin, who can give it to John, who can give it to Sarah, who again can deliver it to Charlie, right? This is only partially true. Due to how payment channels are constructed, funds cannot be transferred from one channel to another. The transfer, therefore, must be done by rebalancing all the channels along the route from Alice to Charlie. 
Figure 15 shows how this is done on the Lightning Network. Alice starts by transferring 0.3 Bitcoin from her side of the channel between Alice and Bob to Bob's side of the channel. To forward the payment on its path to Charlie, Bob now takes 0.3 Bitcoin from his side in the channel with John and transfers them to John's side. John does the same in his channel with Sarah, and Sarah then does the same in her channel with Charlie. The net effect of this routing is that Charlie's side of the channel with Sarah increases by 0.3 Bitcoin, and Alice's side of the channel with Bob decreases by 0.3 Bitcoin. Bob, John, and Sarah all have a net effect of zero from this transaction when you combine their holdings in both of their channels. Following the counterclockwise direction of the payment, the three have increased their holdings on the incoming side by 0.3 Bitcoin and decreased their holdings on the outgoing side by 0.3 Bitcoin. In our example, the payment from Alice to Charlie, Bob, Sarah, and John did not lose anything, but did not gain anything either. Why should they then bother with doing the work on relaying Alice's payment? They might be good Samaritans, but a reliable payment network cannot be built on that assumption. To address this incentive problem, Bob, John, and Sarah can claim a fee for relaying Alice's payment. How this fee is calculated must be broadcast in advance so that Alice can decide whether she wants to send the payment. In our example, Bob, for instance, has a monopoly on relaying payments from Alice to the other three. In this instance, Bob could leverage his monopoly power to claim a high fee for relaying Alice's payment. Luckily, the actual Lightning Network looks nothing like the above example. Between nodes, multiple payment paths are preventing this type of monopoly power from arising. Before showing how the Lightning Network increases the transaction capacity of the Bitcoin network, we would like to address one more thing. In the above example, what stops Bob from simply keeping the 0.3 Bitcoin Alice transfers to his side of the channel and not continue with Alice's payment? Remember, we earlier wrote that a technique called hash time-locked contracts, or HTLCs, allows transactions to be sent through a path of payment channels, and that is still true. The hash time-locked contracts remove the possibility to intercept and keep payments. Simply put, the HTLCs use cryptography that requires the recipient, in our case Charlie, to confirm he has received the payment. If Charlie does not confirm the reception of the payment within a certain amount of time, the payment will be returned to the sender. So if John tries to keep Alice's 0.3 Bitcoin meant for Charlie, Charlie will not confirm the payment within the time limit, and the 0.3 Bitcoin is returned to Alice. So far, we have tried to explain in non-technical terms how the Lightning Network functions, and not explicitly told how it solves the scaling problem of the Bitcoin on-chain network. To do this, we provide a simple example of how our miniature Lightning Network can send each other a multitude of payments on Lightning, while not increasing the number of transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain. 
In figure 16, we start with the same network as earlier. Our miniature lightning network consists of four channels connecting five nodes. Four on-chain opening transactions are needed to set up this network. Now, all five nodes, or people in the network, can freely send payments to each other if each payment is within the bounds of the possible payment amount between the payer and recipient. The miniature lightning network ledger records all the transactions between the people in the network. The first 20 payments are listed in chronological order on the first page of our ledger book, with the channel bookkeeping on the second page. After these 20 payments are conducted, the payment channels are rebalanced, as shown to the right in the figure. The great part is, these 20 transactions have required zero on-chain transactions. Now, the people in our network would likely keep their channels open and keep sending payments to each other. But even if they all decided to close their channels after the 20th transaction, they would still have saved space on the blockchain, with only four closing on-chain transactions needed to settle the final ledger after 20 transactions. 1.4. The Lightning Network in Real Life. All right, let's pause right there and thank our sponsor, The Fold Card. So a couple episodes back, we talked about the first tip for the fold card, which is don't respin anything under $50 unless you have expiring spins and you're not going to be purchasing anything else. Also, for those of you who do not know, what rock have you been living under? The fold card and the spin plus service is a debit card that gives you sats back on literally everything you buy. 20% off with discount code Bitcoin Audible. Okay, so tip number two is crucial. I use this as my main account now. So I try to do this as much as possible. I keep your balance above $1,000. You get free spins every day if you do this. I had a $126 payment just the other day and I'd run out of spins. So I got 0.25% back on the spin, which is like 630 sats. But I kept $1,000 in my balance. I got a spin the next morning for that and still had two hours to respin the payment. Landed 4% on that one spin, turning 630 sats into 9,952. This is a great way to get the most out of your stacking. If you do not know this amazing feeling, you need to get the fold card, where you get sats back for everything you buy. Bitcoin Audible gets you a huge 20% discount, so remember the name of this podcast because it is Precious Cargo. Guyswan.com slash fold. Now let's jump back in. 1.4. The Lightning Network in Real Life. In the previous pages, we illustrated a stylized Lightning Network with five participants conducting 20 transactions to visualize the inner workings of Lightning. In reality, the Lightning Network consists of near 100,000 users per August of 2021 creating a far more complex system than we previously sketched out. The following pages cover Lightning's real growth and tendencies since the launch of the Lightning Network mainnet in 2018. 1.4.1 Network Capacity In its nearly three-year history, the Lightning Network has grown to hold a Bitcoin capacity of almost 3,000 Bitcoin with about 17,000 nodes operating on the network, 
and 73,700 unique channels connecting nodes from across the globe. As of writing, the public Bitcoin capacity on Lightning equals more than $120 million, with users across the world finding value in the option to conduct near-instant small payments at very negligible fees. The Lightning Network has seen two distinct phases of growth. We will cover these periods in detail in the next paragraphs. The first growth phase began shortly after the launch of Lightning's main net and can be categorized as a very experimental phase. A slow period in terms of user adoption followed in the latter half of 2019 and 2020. However, while the adoption rate was slow, developers worked full throttle towards improving the network and creating tools and services, setting the stage for a new adoption phase. In 2021, several forces created the perfect storm to ignite Lightning's second major adoption phase. Let's start with the first growth phase. We characterized the first adoption phase of the Lightning Network from June 2018 to May 2019 as Lightning's experimental age. The period saw the emergence of some massive nodes, drama, and a mythical community-driven effort to spread awareness of the capabilities of Lightning, sparking the Lightning Network to grow from a Bitcoin capacity of 20 BTC to a peak of 1,104 BTC in 11 eventful months. The first phase is illustrated below. The first significant growth of Lightning's Bitcoin capacity occurred in the summer of 2018. The increase was alarming to many since it was driven by one massive node entering the network, accounting for more than 50% of the capacity on the network. The infamous node was named ln.shitcoin.com and was owned by Andreas Brecken, who created the node motivated by experimenting with Lightning and writing down his experiences as he went. Brecken wrote four Medium posts about his experiences. We recommend giving these posts a read as they paint a picture of the state of Lightning in June 2018. The second stage of growth in 2018 was relatively similar to what we saw with Brecken in the summer. In November, Ellen Big entered the market, and he went in deep. However, contrary to Brecken, Ellen Big did not garner as much attention, and he has also remained active in the network ever since. His nodes are, to this day, acting as important hubs on Lightning. The third growth phase of these 11 months occurred in January 2019. It can be summarized as a community-driven effort leading the Lightning Network to gain massive attention, both within and outside of the Bitcoin community. In January 2019, Twitter user Hodlonaut started an experiment where he sent 100,000 sats to the first person he trusted who responded to his tweet. The transaction was under the condition that the recipient added 10,000 sats and then sent it to a new user. This chain of transactions was renamed the Lightning Torch and quickly gained attention on Twitter. The torch ended up being passed around by 282 unique participants and was in the hands of many influential people, shedding more attention to this nascent network. The torch was in the hands of Jack Dorsey from Twitter and Square. Reed Hoffman, former PayPal COO and LinkedIn co-founder, Fidelity, plus many, many important Bitcoin and crypto personalities. Additionally, the torch was sent to an Iranian Bitcoin user 
a country sanctioned by the West. In total, the torch was passed 282 times, ending with 0.0429 Bitcoin donated from Torkel Rogstad to Bitcoin Venezuela. Concurrently, the charity also received a 0.41 Bitcoin donation from the Bitcoin community. The Lightning Torch ended up as a very successful experiment, leading to a substantial donation and increased awareness of Lightning, likely contributing to pushing the BTC capacity up towards its peak of 1,104 Bitcoin. Throughout 2021, the Lightning Network has once again gained public attention at scale. The 2021 growth is a story of the stars aligning, as seen below. On June 5th, El Salvador announced that they would implement Bitcoin as legal tender in the country. The Lightning Network is a crucial ingredient in making this transition economically feasible for Salvadorans. From May 2021, the overall interest in trading Bitcoin declined as the bullish momentum from quarter one disappeared. Additionally, more services implemented SegWit transactions. This led on-chain transactions to decline substantially, in turn leading the mempool to clear and on-chain transaction fees to plummet, creating the perfect moment to open new channels on the Lightning Network. Low on-chain fees and high awareness due to the El Salvador news created the perfect storm for Lightning, evident by the blistering growth rate of the Bitcoin capacity. From January 1st, 2021 to September 30th, 2021, the Bitcoin capacity on the Lightning Network grew by 181%, from 1,058 Bitcoin to 2,968 Bitcoin. Until now, we've exclusively focused on the Bitcoin capacity of the Lightning Network to highlight the growth and history of the network. The increased Bitcoin capacity of Lightning has developed in tandem with a massive influx in the public channels on the Lightning Network. From May 1st till September 30th, the number of public channels grew by 80%, from 39,281 channels to 70,583 channels, amid a period of unusually low on-chain fees. This does not reflect the complete picture of the number of channels on the Lightning Network, as many channels are private and not broadcast to the entire network. Thus, the actual channel count is likely far higher than what's reflected by the public data. BitMEX research estimated that 27.8% of all Lightning channels were private in January 2020. To our understanding from talks with industry-leading experts, the share of private channels on Lightning could be even higher now. Thus, the Bitcoin capacity, channel count, and node count from public data is most likely a significant underestimation of the current size of the Lightning network. Figure 20 illustrates the relationship between the on-chain fees of Bitcoin and the opening of Lightning channels. The chart demonstrates that the opening of new Lightning channels has coincided with lower transaction fees. Interestingly, the number of public channels on the Lightning Network has tended to flatten in periods with rising on-chain fees, such as in April, in the middle of May, and the start of July. Since the middle of July, on-chain fees have been remarkably low, while the growth of public Lightning channels has accelerated. 
The Lightning Network is an alternative to on-chain transactions, and usage should be in higher demand in periods with high on-chain fees on the Bitcoin blockchain. However, at the time being, we are in the latter stage of Lightning's proof-of-concept phase. In this period, entities with a long-term positive outlook on Lightning will seek to scale into the Lightning Network and open channels when on-chain fees are unusually low, such as the fee environment seen in Bitcoin since June. By opening channels during times of low on-chain fees, these entities are positioned to interact with the Lightning Network in routing transactions and deliver services in periods where on-chain fees climb again. The Lightning Network will likely see increasing adoption in a scenario where Bitcoin grows further, more merchants accept Bitcoin, and the on-chain fees reach a sustained high level. In such a scenario, entities will likely find it economically reasonable to open new Lightning channels, so they can conduct indefinite amounts of low-fee transactions without having to worry about the cumbersome on-chain fees. In this scenario, routing fees might also provide an additional appealing revenue stream, further enhancing the fruitfulness of being a well-connected node. This further incentivizes the opening of more channels in order to route payments from users seeking to pay for groceries, trade on exchanges, or make payments to friends in an efficient manner. All metrics suggest that the adoption of the Lightning Network is growing, with nodes, channels, and capacity all trending up. Considering that the Lightning Network is a second-layer solution aiming to scale Bitcoin, it makes sense to contrast the growth of the Lightning Network with how it helps to scale Bitcoin. Below, we attempt to contextualize how the activity on Lightning contributes to reducing the mempool and saving block space. 1.4.2 Lightning Scales Bitcoin The Lightning Network is a powerful second-layer scaling solution for Bitcoin, as illustrated by Figure 21, depicting how Lightning transactions free up block space on the Bitcoin blockchain. The chart is based on estimated transaction data from commonly used wallets on the Lightning Network. We count all transfers to and from wallets in our estimate of the number of Lightning transactions and do not count routing transactions. We're confident that our estimate is close to the actual transaction numbers from these wallets, but emphasize that our estimates are, indeed, estimates. Further, the chart assumes that an average Bitcoin block consists of 2,000 transactions. Per our Lightning Network transaction estimates, we find that the Lightning Network processed 663 transactions into and from commonly used wallets in September 2021. This number of transactions would require 332 full on-chain Bitcoin blocks, equaling 2.3 days of Bitcoin blocks. Thus, through transactions on the Lightning Network, the on-chain mempool was spared from transactions that would absorb a lot of block space. In essence, the Bitcoin Network gained 2.3 days worth of transactions in September, caused by the growing adoption of the Lightning Network. This helps scale Bitcoin and contributes to lowering the on-chain fees. These estimations should, of course, be interpreted with a grain of salt. First and foremost, a majority of the transactions occurring on the Lightning Network are micropayments. These transactions would not be economically feasible as on-chain transactions, 
and would thus not be a part of the mempool in the first place. Microtransactions are one of the magical features enabled by the Lightning Network. A whole new subset of opportunities emerges as micropayments with Bitcoin are enabled. Thus, while Lightning contributes to offsetting some of the on-chain pressure for transactions, the 332 blocks represent an emerging new form of spending Bitcoin. This new form of spending Bitcoin has led to the creations of hundreds of projects, all working within the Lightning Network, utilizing the power of microtransactions to create useful, immersive, and creative tools for users to enjoy. 1.4.3 A Centralized Network One of the key ingredients in the Lightning Network is the payment channels between nodes, allowing users to transfer funds through a series of nodes by using channels, ending up at the desired endpoint destination. Lightning's elegant routing feature does not come without a cost. The network structurally rewards the most well-connected nodes, hereby hubs, where hubs are an essential part of the network. This architecture makes Lightning transactions structurally more centralized than on-chain Bitcoin transactions. Nevertheless, this structure is a feature of Lightning, and without this feature, the network would lose its finesse. While the design to a certain extent leads to centralization, users are free to open channels to avoid the central hubs. Hubs are merely a very convenient feature of the Lightning Network, making sure that the network is connected. Let's take a deeper dive into the importance of certain nodes and channels on the Lightning Network. Below we illustrate the number of cut nodes and channels on the Lightning Network. A cut channel is a channel between two nodes that connects different components of the network. This channel's removal would prevent other nodes from having a path. A cut node is the same idea, except it's a crucial node instead of a channel. In the Lightning Network, cut nodes and channels can be seen as weak points of the network, as their removal would entirely disconnect two parts of the network. Therefore, they should ideally be minimized. This is especially true for cut nodes with many channels, or cut channels of a large capacity, as the network heavily relies on them to function successfully. In Figure 22, we see that the percentage of cut nodes has trended downwards since August 2020, currently sitting at approximately 8%. This illustrates that there are some critical nodes in terms of routing on Lightning at the moment. Still, the entrance of new hubs has contributed to reducing the vulnerability of specific nodes being cut. The percentage of cut channels has also been trending down since May 2021, currently sitting at 10%. The figure above illustrates the average clustering of the Lightning Network. A value of 1 indicates that nodes form clicks. In layman's terms, a click is a closed group of nodes, not reaching the broad network. A value of 0 means that the average node is a hub, with none of its peers being connected. The average clustering coefficient has trended down since February 2019, aligning with the growth of cut channels in the same period, witnessed in Figure 22. The previous page. The declining clustering coefficient indicates that peers on the Lightning Network make increasingly more rational decisions 
when opening new channels. In general, channels now tend to be opened with nodes that are connected to a subset of nodes, which the channel creator has not opened a channel with. The opening of this channel gives the channel creator a route to this subset of nodes, and the ability to route transactions to these nodes. Given these nodes also tend to be connected to another subset of nodes, the channel creator gets the ability to route a transaction more efficiently on the broader network. While this increases the importance of hubs and increases the percentage share of cut channels, it also contributes to making the Lightning Network a more efficient and well-connected payment network. In sum, the Lightning Network is more centralized than the Bitcoin blockchain when accounting for hubs and payment paths. However, this is a desired feature of the Lightning Network, enabling users to find a cost-efficient path to the recipient of a transaction. Users always have the option to open their own channels, both private and public, without relying on large hubs. Thus, while the hubs in some sense lead to increased centralization of the Lightning Network, the network itself is not inherently centralized. It's merely a property of the network that users may opt to take advantage of, or avoid utilizing. And an interested and motivated party can also always launch a new hub node. Part 2. Who participates in the Lightning Network ecosystem? Alright, let's stop right there for today and we will jump back in at this point tomorrow um, and uh, I will do a guy's take to just follow up this whole thing. I'll, I'll give an additional, I want to actually go back and talk about the beginnings of the Lightning Network and explain how Lightning works, um, hopefully more simply. I think a lot of times when uh, a lot of the jargon is used. I mean, a lot of you know uh, out there probably already know how the Lightning Network works, or at least have a general idea of it. But just for the sake of uh, the new people to the show and the many new people in Bitcoin, um, I want to take a little bit of time and try to, I guess, try to give guys' take uh, or guys' explanation on, you know, what what the Lightning Network is, how to think about it, how to imagine it, um, and hopefully paint a a clearer picture, um, because I know this stuff can be confusing. The idea of like, like just as like with the vague definition of what a channel is, and then immediately trying to use channel in an explanation. I know how confusing it can feel. I mean, honestly, sometimes I read these explanations and I'll kind of get lost because <laughs> um, I'm having to focus more on the wording and the complexity of the language used rather than just painting a really simple image. Um, of what the thing is in my head. So anyway, we will cover that later, um, and uh, we will finish up the state of lightning. I'm hoping for tomorrow's episode, um, but uh, all the traveling and everything has just gotten me kind of stuck in a halfway mark with a lot of different uh, pieces that I want to release. Um, so uh, stay tuned, though. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. And I'll definitely have all this out and we'll be back rolling after New Year's is finally wrapped up and I'm back in for the full week. With that, I just want to thank our amazing sponsors, Fold, uh, the Sats Back Card on everything, Swan Bitcoin, the place that I've been stacking like a madman during this dip, um, uh, Swan Bitcoin, uh, then Bitbox and uh, from Shift Crypto. Uh, they make a lot of different security tools and obviously the Bitbox hardware wallet. 
And then the Bitcoin 2022 conference and Bitcoin magazine uh, hosting literally one of the most amazing conferences out there uh, for Bitcoin. All these uh, links to all of these, as well as discounts and benefits for the audio knots are available right in the show notes. Um, and uh, with that, we'll close this out and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, everybody, take it easy, guys. You have been listening to Bitcoin Audible, a 111 production. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>